Hey, John, thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, I'm really excited about this product because when we start talking about cannabis, generally the first uh, instinct is to talk about the actual product. But you're not involved in that. Vexnex is really uh, uh, involved in the packaging and shipping of the product. So I'm really excited to explore that story and to really give people an idea of you know, what else can be done in the cannabis industry. So that I'm looking forward to this interview. But before we get into all of that, let's start with a little bit of background. Uh, tell me your story and sort of how you came into uh, this industry and this product idea. Absolutely. Thanks for, thanks for having me, Deval. How we started is I went to Tulane University down in uh, beautiful New Orleans. And one of my closest friends there, who is our president currently right now in Waxnex, he was, as what some people would call, a avid concentrate dab user. I myself was not one of them. I, the only time I would consume concentrates was when I would go to my uh, buddy Lex's house and he would have to walk me through the process. You know, I would, I hate to say it, you know, bluntly, but I was a bitch about the process. I could not do it without, you know, being show step-by-step how it should be done. You know, with, with the traditional process, there's a rig, there's a blowtorch, you're picking out amounts, you have no idea how much it is. So I felt a lot more comfortable being like, Lex, you know what, you show me how to do this. You know, I trust you, just help me out. I don't even want to deal with it. So we're going through this. This is our senior year. I am a, from finance background. I've always been very interested in venture capital. I kind of figured the only ways you get there, either through going to invest in banking straight out of school, consulting, private equity, or what I kind of find out was, you know, you can get your hands dirty, really scrape up your knees and start building businesses, get a real grasp on how to build these businesses, what it takes, what team you need, et cetera, what resources. And so after my junior summer, I got a return offer to go up to New York, work with Greenwich Associates and do consulting for some of the big banks there. After that return offer, after that summer returning my senior year, I really looked at what I wanted to do. And, you know, going down this path to getting to venture capital, I realized, you know what, I think I don't want to go up to New York. I don't want to join a firm. I want to start building businesses. So start, I'm looking at, you know, opportunities, what I can do to potentially join like on a bottom, bottom level and really gain a lot of exposure, a lot of experience. And so again, this is right around the same time Lex is showing me how to dab and you know, right as he's showing me how to dab, he also, you know, he brings up the idea. He's like, man, imagine if these were, you know, ready to go pre-dose, almost pre-packaged, ready to go. Um, you know, like, would you use that? I'm like, my friend, that's the only way I would ever touch this process. The only way I'd ever do it. And so he kind of brings me this idea, very initial thought. And he's like, all right, well, I kind of want to like, you know, let's try and find some way we can do this. And so the original, you know, ideas were like Pez dispensers for concentrate, you know, like, these, um, the birth control packs that you pop out, those are all kind of the initial ideas. So we keep, you know, we do our initial business plan, business model canvas, initial reach out, et cetera. And we set ourselves up. So after we graduate, we would move out to Denver birthplace, you know, the birthplace of cannabis in the U S um, and really start building it there. And so that's kind of exactly what we did. We, um, we were in constant contact with our COO, Matt Henderson as well in college, kind of updating him kind of seeing what he thinks how he can help from uh his place in florida and his birth roots in uh, california so again we all move out to denver in uh after we graduate you know call it late 2018 and it really takes us just about a year to 
to get a MVP to really set up our marketing channels, really set up um, distribution channels from China to actually get our packaging. And so we set all this up. We bring an engineer on who has these relationships with China, who does CAD designs, who does um, a lot of design work. So we bring him on as well. So that's the team. And again, we get ourselves ready to go. During this time, funny enough, pre-revenue, we were approached by a VC fund out of Denver. Look at it. It was perfect on paper. This man was one of my contacts, a contact of a contact, president of a large cannabis company. Um, so very much a strategic partner. We thought, wow, we're, gonna, we're about to get investment from a strategic partner right before even getting revenue. So mm-hmm. again, this is early 2019 all the way through the summer. They throw us a, throw us a uh, contract, throw us an investment proposal. And after throwing it out to my resources, to my contacts in the law space, we realized that it's a very heavily um, investor-friendly deal. Kind of expecting that. But as we try and probe on some of the specifics about it, like how are we going to assure that we have, you know, position here, you know, compensation, et cetera, et cetera, start getting a lot more red flags, um, felt really fishy about it. And so bottom line, end of day, they valued us $5 million pre-revenue. They were going to invest $1.5 million. And we ended up not taking the deal. We just didn't feel right with it. We thought it would be a classic case of just some kids coming out of college, not knowing what they're doing, then get everything pulled out of the rug. So that was obviously kind of, I guess, nice in a way to go through that before we even made any money, kind of get us ready Mm -hmm. for looking at real opportunities that would kind of match a little bit better. But so we go through that and then we launch our product in November of 2019 in the Denver market. So we had one. Let me stop you one second there because uh, I want to make sure that uh, viewers who are not necessarily experienced with the cannabis industry understand what what you're talking about. And we sort of have had conversations before and I've seen your presentation. So I sort of understand a little bit, but we still have to uh, uh, describe that. Um, You're talking about concentrates, which are essentially they come in peanut butter type form, right? So tell us what they look like and how they are packaged before Vexnet. And uh, tell us what, what the problem is and how uh, then we can talk about the solution. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you, Deval, for uh, pointing that out. So concentrates are a, like you said, a peanut butter, even a jelly-like consistency that is created when manufacturers, when producers bring flour, they take it through few different processes to get it to this consistency. It can be CO2 extraction or water solventless extraction to name a few. And again, what's left is this, you know, peanut buttery, jammy type consistency. Paste. Yeah. Call it a paste. Exactly. And so traditionally what you'll find in the market right now is they are sold in gram increments for the most part in a glass jar. Think of a Carmex kind of circular, you know, tube-like little yeah. or like maybe lip gloss or something lip yeah. gloss exactly yeah. thank you lip gloss packaging but it's filled with a gram of concentrate and again going back to the problem i saw in college was you don't know how you have not only you don't know you have no idea how much you need to feel anything so people right. went, and by the way the use for that product is either smoking or cooking or using it in something else so that's where you're talking about the dosage that you don't know how much to take how much not to take right absolutely absolutely for yeah for personal consumption there are horror stories and why dabbing has this kind of really dark aura around it because there's so many instances when people have tried to take some 
end up taking a large amount, having a terrible experience, never wanting to <laughs> go down that path again. Again, right. the same when an edible use when you use too much, not only does it taste terrible, but you know, again, it causes an unpleasurable experience. And so that's really the problem that we were trying to solve initially. That was the, the main thing. And then kind of found some other, you know, things that we could help along the way. And, and yeah, too much or too little, right? Too little, then there's no effect. There's no, and you don't feel anything. Too much is really bad. So it, you really have to get the, those proportions right. And that's where you come in. That's where the product comes in. So describe now, you know, we talked about, you know, what it could be, which, you know, uh, you know, in a little disc or anything like that obviously not the perfect solution. So t- tell us about your solution and what, how you're, what the actual product is. Absolutely. Yeah. So Deval, what we came up with, um, and I always like showing people because it's just easier. So this is our proprietary packaging, childproof case, open like this. And so right now we use 20 vials and we pre-dose 50 milligrams in each vial for a gram pack. Again, as opposed to a gram jar, now you have 20 single serve pre-dosed out um, servings that you can use in a lot of different varieties to consume in a smoking manner. And right. we, how we are able to get this dosing precise is we have a proprietary filling robot that is built by one of our advisors on our team that goes in, you know, syringe-like model that goes in and is able to go into each one, preload it onto the next one. Automatic um, programs loaded in, very simple to add them on there. And then we, um, so what we do, we go to our manufacturers who actually make these concentrates, sell them our packaging, we lease them our robot, show them, you know, how to use it. Maybe we'll, you know, take half a day, have one of our techs out there, show them how to use it, make sure they have no problems on, you know, on 24 seven support if they need it. And then again, they'll put their concentrate in our robot. It'll pre-dose the packaging. It'll label, you know, we'll co-label it with their brand, with ours, you know, smallly inserted in there. And then in their current distribution network, whatever stores they're already in, they will now present this new innovative packaging solution into those stores that are already in. Perfect. And the robot that we're talking about, I, actually, I, I, there are pictures in the, uh, in the pitch deck. So if the investors are watching, they can certainly access those. Uh, but it's, it essentially looks like a 3D printer, like sort of a desktop machine where you're essentially inserting the concentrate and then you sort of feel, uh, put these uh, trays in that it fills automatically, right? Absolutely. Yep. Right. Right on. Again, it's actually three D printed itself, similar to okay. a think about a cartridge filling machine. Same type of premise there. Um, yeah, it's handheld. You can carry it a little bit heavy, but again, handheld. You can carry it in different facilities, etc. Got it. Perfect. Okay. So now that we know what the actual product is, now let's continue down that timeline. Uh, we're up to about late twenty nineteen. Um, now you have this product that was developed uh, for you. What, where did you go next? Absolutely. So 2019, again, we launched in the Denver market. We have one THC partner who's uh, willing to test out the waters with us, try it out, two CBD partners. With this THC partner, the it wasn't exactly the business model we wanted to run just because they were the first ones. They're like, you know, we want to take on less liability. So we actually ended up, getting on, you know, strapping on the boots and going door to door and seeing which dispensaries would take this into their store. And so we actually got 20 plus dispensaries in the area to take it on with our new concentrate partner. We also sell our packaging empty 
you know, online and in these glass shops and even in dispensaries as well, just for people to go home, fill it with their own CBD, their own concentrate and have a travel pack. So that, that we added another 10 stores through that line of revenue. And so we were in 30 plus stores, you know, when we launched at that time, we're raising money from friends and family. It's going swimmingly. We had a goal of 500,000. We're at 175,000. Again, at this point, we got one THC partner, two CBD, a lot of great traction rolling. COVID hits. COVID hits. Um, as first time founders and as people going to friends and family first to get money, at the beginning of COVID, man, it was scary. I mean, I remember the, the panic and kind of the fear everyone had. So, you know, as we're raising money, literally, I, I was kind of leading up that process. You know, looking at it, me and um, our president, Lex, we looked at it and we're like, it just doesn't feel right to continue to go to friends and family right now, you know, and to, you know, mm-hmm. unfortunately, badgering is part of the process and fundraising. It's like, that's not what we want to do now. So we took a hard look at ourselves. We're like, all right, how are we going to make this work? You know, so what we decided is we're going to revert back to bootstrapping. We are going to cut our salaries. We were paying ourselves. We cut um, this relatively exorbitant marketing cost at the time that was really helping us build those marketing channels. And again, we're like, you know, this is how we're going to extend our runway. This is how we're going to, we're going to survive and kind of, you know, weather out the storm. And so we did that again, tough times. The cannabis, what's funny is, you know, during COVID, everyone's like, well, isn't cannabis, you know, isn't it having a great time? Isn't it selling a lot? Absolutely. So the products we had in the stores, you know, were going off the shelves. The problem was kind of us being an ancillary product going into our partner's facilities, for example, they had two COVID outbreaks and were shut down for three months. And if they did have people going in, it's their, only their managers, you know, again, 10 people or less. So we couldn't even go into these facilities and, you know, get our packaging out or fill more. So, you know, you're dealing with these type of, you know, complexities. But again, we keep turning along. End of summer, that's kind of when we see a shift. Everything kind of starts rolling into place. We, we'd been in talks with the new chip team, new chip accelerator, uh, largest remote online accelerator out of Austin. We built some relationships there. They're really interested. They have a large growing um, investor base that's interested in cannabis. So they really wanted to join. And we, after looking at it, you know, we really thought it'd be a perfect opportunity where we are now to get ourselves ready for that. So we joined the October cohort right around this time. We, we added another CBD partner. So we're up to three CBD partners, one THC partner. We, um, we get tied in with one of the, one of the largest distributors out of New York who again, purchasing empty packaging. They really liked it. Uh, funny enough through connections, one of the guys we were selling small wholesale orders to, he goes and works there. And he's like, yeah, my boss is really interested. He wants it. So with them, we've done to this point, they've purchased 10,000 units from us. They put us in 175 stores across the U S we're in Canada, Mexico, UK, Costa Rica, a few more countries um, to name with our empty packaging in mostly glass shops. So that obviously was a huge revenue generator towards the end of 2020. Again, greatly tied in with, um, with our new chip accelerator. And then with that, we are currently tying in a partnership with a THC partner in California, in upper California. So that's, that's kind of where we are today. Again, fundraising now to help um, kind of bolster these operations going forward. Sounds perfect. Okay, so you've sort of brought us to today and given us a good picture of where you are. Now, tell me about that next 12 months. Where, where are you looking to take Wexnext for the next, you know, through 2021? And what does that vision look like? Absolutely. So one thing um, we want to do is obviously expand in different markets. We, we have a pretty solid foothold in Colorado. We have a brand there. People know our products. 
um, we're, you know, we're well known in the industry out there. Now it's to expand in different markets. That's why we're going out to California. One thing that we really realized um, that may have hurt us a little bit is we, you know, the amount of money we've been able to put into marketing has decreased because, you know, kind of the, we weren't able to raise money for friends and family. So we are actually able to create, even just from those initial months of having um, a marketing team around us, a really great kind of presence and push on the social media. Cannabis marketing, it's very, you know, different than other industries. You can't do Facebook ads, you can't do Google ads. So a lot of it is social media and using these influencers. And so we were able to really, again, create a strong network there. And we still have that. We just really want to get back to that pace. And we think, you know, the sky's the limit. We think really these different markets are a huge opportunity. We want to get in to markets that aren't even legalized yet, kind of create a brand, make it known that this, you know, this is the safest way, you know, start getting government regulations, start realizing if you really want the most intelligent way to consume cannabis concentrates in particular, wax and can provide that for you. And as Deval, another interesting thing as these, um, smoking lounges come up you know there's always going to be an issue around all right well how are we making sure we know somewhat how much these people are consuming so we don't just let them out and drive home right you know, so that we really see a huge market there and as soon as more of these pop up around the country you know we plan on attacking those and making sure they have one of our robots set up and they're using our vials to serve it to their customers in the store in the lounge perfect yeah that sounds great um so now uh you know first of all i i'm, I'm getting a little confused Tell me what percentage of your sales are the empty trays and what percentage is actually going out to the folks who have licensed the robot and are filling them. Uh, How does that business break down? Absolutely. So right now, again, without even necessarily, I guess, pursuing it very hard, that distributor we have, I would say right now is 80% of our business right now. That's a lot. That's a long-term relationship we have with these guys and again that's just empty so the other the other thc two thc partners we have and the three cbd partners that accounts for 20 that is only again going to grow with the team being small that's going to be the next again when we grow into other markets it's going to be having boots on the ground you know making relationships with these actual manufacturers these um concentrate manufacturers and again presenting wax snacks to them got it got it and when the tray is sold by itself uh, are these people taking it home and sort of just plopping in uh, the concentrate that they have into the tray just to figure out how much is the right dosage for that uh, that moment? Is that is, is that the right use case? So maybe even more of a focus instead of pre-dosing it themselves is having the ease and a travel pack. So again, with okay, the it. process, with a rig, with a torch, you know, you got so many pieces, you can't even carry it. Now you can load it multiple different strains into this pack. Now you can take it to your sesh, you know, you can take it to a, a vent, take it to the mountains, yep. take it to the beach, kind of just the convenient, easy way to store your concentrates. Yeah, right. So more of a travel case than, uh, than storage. Okay, perfect. Um, so that, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, <clears throat> now, um, tell me, so I understand that now, essentially the goal for 2021 is to build out that marketing team and start scaling. What is the longer term vision that you have for the company over the next three, maybe five years? Absolutely. The, the long term goal is right now, again, the short term, what we're doing is create, we're really trying to create a brand. We are trying to create the way concentrates will be packaged. And what we want to do, again, short term, make sure that, again, we are kind of the standard baseline. 
And then in the future, what we're really looking to do is make sure that this is a verified way for medical patients to consume cannabis. So that means getting involved with some of these pharmaceutical companies and on the medical side where this is now, again, a way, offering another way who people are more willing and comfortable using and smoking concentrates. They now have a dosed out, you know, medical grade option to help them with whatever medical ailments they're running. So that's getting into the medical field and really bring our product up through there is a long-term goal for sure. Perfect. Okay. Um, are you envisioning a clear exit at this point uh, or do you just want to try to scale as much as you can on your own? You know, we obviously want to try to scale as much as we can on our own, but it's, you know, it's, I think a little foolish not to think of potential exit opportunities. We look again, once we've created this as a baseline dose for all concentrates packaged, we really could see one of the bigger players in this space, whether it's, you know, across the border in Canada or in the U S acquiring us again, that's definitely something we're thinking about and have kind of thought from the beginning. But, um, right now, you know, we kind of got a lot of, a lot of work ahead of us before we get there trying to scale it, but that's, yeah, that's definitely kind of where we can see it in the future. Got it, got it, got it. So I think uh, in scaling, one of the big pieces that I sort of left off, I, I want to make sure we cover, is the team that you have. The team you sort of started with, uh, I know there have been a couple of transition, but more or less just changing seats. Um, so let's make sure we touch on that and where you are today, and then we'll also cover um, you know, the marketing team that you want to build out. So let's start with uh, how it started and where you are today. Absolutely, yeah. So how it started... I mentioned my buddy Lex, who kind of showed me the ropes with dabbing. He was our CEO. I came on as president, and then we had a COO and then our CTO. Right now, that is pretty much who we're rocking with. That is our group. Me and Lex have changed chairs. He is now president. I'm CEO. Lex is also our principal investor in the endeavor. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much as again, for the past two years, that's who we've had. That's who we're rocking with. And again, that's who we plan on moving forward with. We have a board of advisors. Um, again, I mentioned Ben Warner who builds our robots. He's on our board. We have a marketing guru who's worked for Equinox, um, Lululemon, just to name a few kind of branching them out into different areas. Her name's Demi. And then we have Matt Rhodes who is really deeply entrenched in cannabis itself. And he's really kind of he's opened up a lot of different doors for us. So that's who we have right now. Fantastic. Fantastic. And uh, tell me about the marketing team that you're trying to build out. Do you have a headcount in mind? Do you have the people in mind that you might want to bring back from last year? Absolutely. So we worked with a creative team called Puff Creative. What we loved about them is they are the largest cannabis firm, cannabis marketing firm in Denver, again, specifically for cannabis. So the advantages they gave us right off the bat, they knew what we could and couldn't do. You know, it's, it's, they really kind of helped give us that knowledge. And they are actually some of our closest, um, closest contacts in the space from the get-go. We still use them for outsourcing, you know, different projects. But again, it was an absorbing cost, monthly recurring cost that we were having mm -hmm. them with. But we look to bring them on in definitely some type of faction. And then we'll bring on our own team. You know, like right now we have um, some contracts script writers, you know, are helping with blogs. Um, you know, we have our own kind of, we have a few contract sales guys running right now. So we're obviously going to build that out and kind of look for these, you know, people to become part of the family. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, marketing in particular, we have Puff Creative in mind. Again, they've done a great job to help us grow and uh, we're looking to get involved with them when we can. Got it. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, no, this, this is fantastic. You gave me a really good idea of sort of where you are. Is there anything I left out? Any sort of key pieces of information that you might want to cover that I didn't ask you about? 
you know, Duvall, I think, I think that's a great piece. Again, what, um, the one thing I would say we know is we, that first year, we did a lot of market research. You know, we really looked mm-hmm. at a lot of different things in cannabis, what people were doing, what they wanted to see. And again, we realized some of the pain points with the current, current ways to consume cannabis, you know, with flour for manufacturers to take up so much space. Um, that's why they like turning into concentrate to, you know, save that space in their facilities. Every square foot matters. With edibles, it's such an inconsistent experience, you know, from one to the other, you never know when it's going to hit. And then with the vaping, vaping crisis, you know, although it's the same base, there's so many different things added in vapes that people, especially in the newer generations, they want clear, consistent info on what they're consuming. And, you know, that's why right. we have ours right here where you can look into it and see it. So we looked at those problems and we really came up with the best solution, which overall is going to create the easiest way to consume cannabis. Perfect. No, this is fantastic. Um, I, I really appreciate you coming on and telling us your story. Um, I think and and actually seeing the the packaging and seeing uh, that gives you a really good idea of uh, what you're developing. And I think this is a really interesting twist on the cannabis, you know, investing in the cannabis industry. Um, it, it goes well beyond just the product itself. I think packaging is a very important piece of the puzzle that's uh, uh, that we people haven't really focused in on. So. Um, yeah, no, John, thank you so much for coming on today and uh, telling us your story. Um, I really appreciate it. And uh, I hope that we can get you the resources you need to sort of really take the company to the next level. Thank you. Absolutely. My pleasure, Duvall. Thank you so much for your time. Much appreciated. Absolutely.